Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that everyone is born with psychic abilities? It's just a matter of knowing how to tap into it. Wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that can help? This is the Psychic Inside Show. Joel the Vibrarian on a higher frequency is on a mission to elevate, enlighten, and empower. We're all born with gifts and abilities, but not all of us recognize or accept them. Hear from people who've opened up to the psychic inside. You'll hear their fascinating stories, and we'll take a peek behind the veil, plus psychic readings and more. Our phone line is open. Dial 646-787-8436. That's 646-787-8436. This is the Psychic Inside Show. And now your host, Joel the Vibrarian. Greetings and welcome. Hello. This is the Psychic Inside Show and my name is Joel. I'm your host. Every week I am here having conversations with people who I find so fascinating. It is absolutely my joy and delight to come here for these conversations. I'm here on the Blog Talk Radio Network on the Vibrary Collective Network, and this show comes on Tuesdays. It's live, and you can always call us at 646-787-8436. If you would like to come on the air with a question, you'll just need to press the pound or hash key and one. That lets me know that you want to come on to the show. Now, some weeks I have readings, and some weeks I don't. And this week we are not going to be having readings. So if you do want to come on to ask a question, uh, it will be about, like, the conversation that we're having. So I'm so appreciative of each of you who join us for these. And you can catch the archives on the Vibrary YouTube channel. We're also out on iTunes and Audible and all the podcast directories. So there's never anything missed from these experiences. Now, I love being connected in Atlanta to the community here. It is thriving and vibrant. There's a lot of higher consciousness movement in Atlanta, and there's a legacy, I think, that extends for decades of Atlanta being very kind of welcoming to metaphysical and higher consciousness energy. And so I am constantly meeting people who know people who know people, and the thread just continues on, and I keep encountering more people. And tonight, my guest is no different. I know you've heard me talk about that I spend time up at Holistic Health and Wellness in Marietta, Georgia. It's a metaphysical store, and I'm friends with the owners, Don and Stacy, and I also do readings up there myself. And at that intersection point, it's a kind of a light hub and up in the community. And so at that way station, I've met some awesome people, and my guest tonight is one of those that I'm looking forward to getting to know better. I was up at Holistic, and there was a crossing of paths. I was finishing my day, and her session was just starting. There was a sound bath that was going to be held that evening, and the artist that was going to be holding that space is my guest tonight. Her name is Manal. Manal, Sudani Manal, thank you so much for joining me for tonight's show. Thank you for hosting me, Joelle. Um, I'm really honored to be on the show, and I'm very excited to, to know more about it. And yes, for sure, we have connected 
at some intersection, but it's just a wonderful connection to be here with you today and to hear your voice. Oh, yeah. Dawn was so insistent. She was like, you have to meet the sound healer. You have to meet her. Just stay. Stay a little bit longer. <laughs> and, of course, you were getting yes. ready for the space that you were holding for the sound uh, sound experience. So we mm-hmm. didn't even have time to say anything other than hello. But uh, in the subsequent yes. weeks, we've kind of reached out minimally. But I have to say, Manal, um, you know, I don't even know where to begin in terms of all the things that you talk about that you do, uh, and I know that you have like a very interesting life story just from reading your bio, but um, for those who are interested, you can catch, uh, and it's M-A-N-A-L-S-O-U-D-A-N-I, and that's all your websites have that. You have like several websites, so we're going to get that established first. And then depending on which facet that people want to connect you with, we'll kind of go from that point. But you have had like a very intense journey, it sounds like, and that your walk into accepting or using your gifts and abilities happened at a fairly young age. Would you say that the word psychic encompasses your idea of how you began to tap in to do your healing work? Um, I would believe, yes. I think we are all born with gifts, you know, we just uh, mm-hmm. come into this world. And um, when we start feeling that we're different and we hear other people telling us we're different, then we know we're different. Mm-hmm. And having a gift uh, from being psychic, or I call it more of being intuitive, because mm-hmm. you know being psychic has to do with all kinds of sensations and emotions, sensory, sound, uh, visual, visions, images, um, just sometimes thoughts. You know, so we can mm-hmm. hear different messages that come to us. And mm-hmm. I think I'm one of the blessed people because. I was born like that. I can sense sense things. Uh, in my dream, I see things that happen later on mm-hmm. in life. And mm-hmm. that's another empowering um, tool I think I have that I'm blessed with. And then uh, being raised also in an environment that enhances you to be mm-hmm. yourself, to be liberal at 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 a certain point, of course, because <laughs> also the cultures, the fabric of the cultures are different between the West and the East. And mm-hmm. from my background and experience, being born in Jordan, which is in the Middle East, and then traveling different countries, residing in main cities from London to Dubai and moving to Atlanta is, is a huge also impact on my journey. Because the more you interact with like-minded people, the more you feel the vibration that raises within you as well. And that's how your journey keeps going and how that you develop and grow as well. That is so absolutely true. Like pieces of the energy as you talk about, there's such a difference in the vibration of the planet, first of all, in different places, and that activates us. But the cultures and the beliefs and the people at different places around our planet really it, it expands us so much. And I'm so appreciative of being able to be at a cross-section like Atlanta, which is it's got its little own international flow happening. 
um, and to be able to have conversations outside of the Amerocentric perspective. Because a lot of our coloring of the topic of, or the word psychic or using those kinds of spiritual gifts as a divination and dreaming has kind of been repressed here in the United States. Would, did you have you experienced? Well, I, I can here? tell you there are other also spots in the world that it's also like repressed somehow. Mm-hmm. But you um, you find your way, you find your your community at one point, and mm-hmm. in in a very um, beautiful way things get connected. Sometimes you you go very low, you know, you can't expose all yourself, and other times you just um, test the water until until you feel like you are comfortable. Um, and when I first moved here, which was nine years ago, mm-hmm. I can tell you I couldn't say that I'm um, like yoga was okay now to say that you're a yoga instructor, mm-hmm. but talking about Reiki or energy medicine and like people would look at you like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> so it was, and, and that wasn't really far away. It's not like even a decade. Mm-hmm. So I can feel the shift and, and it's a blessing because that's what I was talking about is, Part of your journey is when you are at a certain place. And, and you know, time is, we can't measure time. We, we can be whatever time we want it to be. But in a certain space with all the different energies of people, it makes your journey become more profound. And now that I'm here, situated here, I feel like, like yes, this is part of the journey and it's just beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, and you bringing in that nine years, part of that influx and emergence is because people like you were moving here and saying, yes, I'm a yogi. Yes, I'm a Reiki healer. Uh, I think Atlanta has a kind of magnet that has to do with probably our Atlantean past to some degree, but it is bringing light workers here that makes it more normalized. Uh, Yes, yes. when, now, when you were a child, so you talked about, you mentioned that it was rather supportive for you. So in your family, mm-hmm. your were your gifts understood when you were presenting things like dreams or knowing? So it it was, and at the same time, there was like some kind of translation because like I would give you a certain example, uh, examples from my childhood. Um I always loved being in nature, just wandering in nature, talking to the animals and insects. And, you know, like some people would think this kid is crazy, just walking around talking and saying stuff and then singing or, you know, being Mm -hmm. playful. But I always chose to be by myself at some point. And I was very comfortable just being by myself around things. And um, my grandmother, I think, um, bless her soul, I think she was one of the people who, um, recognized that in me as a child. And she said mm-hmm. that this kid is special. But I didn't even think what she meant at that time. What does she mean I'm special? Until later, at, early in my 20s. So she found my gift. And uh, there happened to be an incident. I can tell you one of the dreams that I knew that I could see things happen. Do you want me to tell you that dream? Oh, we can talk yes, about that. Yes. Yeah. I just, <laughs> it just crossed my mind. 
So I think I was like around seven or eight years old. I that's when I think we start remembering things, really remembering things from our dreams. And um, we all lived in one building. And my grandparents had the ground floor and each son had a floor. It's like a five-story building. And it was awesome because there's also all the family members in your life when you grow as a child. And I think that's important. Mm -hmm. I I Mm -hmm. feel like this is not the norm right now because I have my own kid and she's always doing things by herself. There's no community around her. And I'll tell you later, like, what part of my mission is. It's just growing with other people so I can help future kids as well. And, um, yeah, and then in the dream, I had, um, it wasn't like a nightmare, but I was scared because I dreamt of our neighbor. She was just wearing white, and she's just walking around her yard, but her yard was like a graveyard. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, you know, you wake up, you're like, oh, my God, what, what, what was that? You know, it's just mm-hmm. so scary. Um, and then you start having ideas and you don't understand them. So my ritual was to go and downstairs and see my grandma during morning hours. She'll be like fixing tea or making breakfast for my grandfather. And she's listening to the radio. <laughs> it was just like this really intimate relationship between us. Mm-hmm. And my mom also, she's she has a kind of psychic talent as well, so I get it from mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandma uh, was the one to kind of say it and not have other women be kind of scared that this is happening. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you have to not speak up also. You have to keep things just to yourself mm-hmm. and your family. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I told her about my dream, and she was like, don't worry about it. Maybe it's just something you know, upsetting you. And I thought, it's just, it's kind of scary, but I wasn't scared of the woman in the dream, but the, you know, thinking about death and I was seven years old and all that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, don't worry. Half an hour later, we hear a car that's like making music. I don't know, some kind of music. And I thought it was the ice cream truck. And I ran to the street and I said, the ice cream truck is here. And my grandma was like, no, the ice cream truck's not going to come in the morning. So she ran after me. And then we saw like a black car. And I was scared when I saw the black car. I'm like, oh, no, something's mm-hmm. happening. And then we saw that woman, the next door neighbor, wearing a white dress and the men holding her and taking her to the hospital. And she was actually mm-hmm. dead. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm. So... My grandma mm-hmm. just told me, come on, let's go inside the house, you know. So I got really scared and I started crying. Mm-hmm. And then we find out it happened that when I had that dream, it was almost mm-hmm. the same time when the woman died, which was like around 3.30 in the morning. Mm. So as a child, you know, just even now thinking back and one of those things that shake you and just make you think, what what does that mean? Is there something more than what my reality is? Mm-hmm. Is there something I don't see? You know, can I reach to that other realm or what part of the world and do something good? Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. Mm-hmm. I can imagine as I'm thinking, I don't have any kids myself, but I'm thinking about the seven-year-olds in my life, you know, and uh, I can't imagine 
you know, the imagination of a child, for one, you're still at this space where everything is kind of magical and fuzzy. It's not necessarily as grounded in reality. So nightmares are bigger when you're seven. And I can imagine (laughs) almost even being afraid to, what if I dream somebody else is about to die? Like that Mm -hmm. might be a little anxiety inducing for a child. Yeah. I learned, I learned uh, after experience and developing my skills, taking different courses, being, um, with the Shamanic uh, Institute in California also. I'm a member there. Uh, I did the studies with them for about three years. And I learned that um, there are a lot of people who can predict people dying in their dreams, you know. And mm-hmm. this is something not not normal. It's normal. But how to face that? How, like, you know, when you get anxiety or fear out of it. How, and why is it coming to you? What's the purpose? And I found out through my shamanic studies that there's something called the psychopomp, who is mm-hmm. the person, the shaman, who actually takes those lost spirits between realms who are still suffering, helping them to move to a better place. So we learned techniques to do that. And, and I found it very meditative that I'm helping other spirits who are stuck that need help. Mm. So even at seven, you, do you feel that you were acting in that way then for her as she was transitioning? I, see, I, feel, I feel like there's maybe there's this middle thing in between. I'm mm-hmm. not 100% sure because, you know, through different practices, I feel like, okay, I can serve this way. But at the same time, um, I don't know if it's always happening because it's not always about death. I see other things. I have mm-hmm. visions about other things. And um, so I'm, I'm very, let's say, um, colorful with my dreams and visions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, but I just wanted to give you that first thing that I remember from my childhood. Thank you. Thank you. You know, the goal of this show is to help people to see through other people's experiences something that might hit a resonant uh, uh, tone with them to say, oh, yeah. my goodness, that happened to me now that I think about it. And also to help maybe um, bring them out of the closet, so to speak, because sometimes mm-hmm. you can hold those things inside Um, Luckily, you were able to, like you said, talk to your grandmother or family, but not everybody has that. And it can be really weird because science, they keep saying science, 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 that can't be possible. Mm -hmm. But there's so many living testimonies from people, you know. Oh, yes. (laughs) And and it's it's very clear now more than before, you know, um, that people are, are more aware about a lot of things. And as you said, like Atlanta just picked up the vibe and it's, it's, it's good that it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. now. As you went into your teen and adolescent years or early adulthood, were you st- still kind of actively then using whatever the gifts were just in being a kid and a teenager in life? Or did you er- enter a period where you kind of cut off any of your senses ever? Um, I would say just like 
every other teenager there's a there's a rebellious kid you know there's mm-hmm. a, this person who wants to rebel and be curious so i was always um the curious kid who keeps asking questions <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of times no one wants to answer your question because they don't know the answer <laughs> so mm-hmm. i was always like um how would I say challenging the system of mm-hmm. of asking those questions, and uh, and then the other part of me is the adventurers who wants to discover things. So I'm like on a mission or a quest, like I'm gonna go find out, <laughs> and that sometimes puts you in trouble, you know, but not really in in a bad way. But then you're just the the kid who's adventurous and curious, and and my family uh, again going back to the supportive system that I had the, my dad he's he's into fashion and retail since you know he's uh, an immersion so I grew up being in in fashion and just like wearing nice stuff and getting used to that other image that comes with colors and then I started feeling that I have my own identity because uh, you know each one of us um, it's not only your spirit or soul, your body. There's also something about the way you look. Mm-hmm. And that's important because mm-hmm. it reflects on who you are and how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me also, colors, because I'm an interior architect, yes. um, <laughs> add a huge thing into our lives from healing methods to, to you know, light to sound. Everything has colors. And when you are um, vibrant, your aura is vibrant, that's also carrying great colors within you. So I was blessed to have that, you know, in in my family. My dad was also a musician at some point of uh, his life. And I grew up to like music. And that helped me with what I'm on now as a path, Mm -hmm. as a healing path, sound, music. I use my voice a lot and trying to get my music out. I, I used to sing when I was at school and mm-hmm. I love singing so much. So I'm trying to be creative with my voice as well. And my mom was also an artist. She used to love coloring, painting and cooking. She's really a great cook. Mm-hmm. So all that has an impact on a child and we might not know it, but when you are growing um, from, you know, zero when you're in your mom's womb to you become seven that's a cycle Mm -hmm. so every seven years there's a cycle Mm -hmm. in your life and everything around that cycle and the energies that are within you in that moment of time where you're growing and developing has a major effect on how you Mm -hmm. behave how you can expose yourself are you allowed to be yourself or you're not allowed to be yourself Mm-hmm. I, the art, the the presence of art and creativity and design and music and graphic, uh, you know, like that kind of mm-hmm. creative place, that in and of itself is a level of freedom to have yeah. that I think facilitates later in connecting with the, the higher, you know, uh, the higher psychic self and the creative sacral mm-hmm. kind of self, because it's not coloring in the lines, you know, uh, for a child like me, 
uh, coloring in the lines. I don't have artistic ability with my hands in terms of creating sculptures and things like that. But I was free in my music. And so that, yeah. uh, you know, many people don't grow up with the arts, for one, right. as part of their reality. Yes. So yes. that is a blessing, not only that you have the family that is creating and making beautiful things, yes. and when you talked about your dreams being so vibrant and colorful, you know, I connected it, as you said, to your form of expression, if you're a dancer, yeah. you can't be structured and trapped up. You know, you just have to let the energy <laughs> yeah, of the art flow through you. That's true. And, yeah, going back to um, if I ever changed on my journey. So, you know, we all had bumpy roads as well. Nothing is always mm-hmm. good and colorful and joyful. There are a lot of dark <laughs> spots. And mm-hmm. those dark places or bumpies on your on your road – I think they teach you more about yourself, about how you deal with things around you, about mm-hmm. how you accept things or not, and, and how you need to grow on, on which direction you want to take. And a lot of times we think we know what we want, but then life throws something in front of us and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to deal with this now. So mm-hmm. it detours from, from what you planned but at the same time, it's giving you a better opportunity, even though it was a challenge, to go mm-hmm. somewhere better. That's how I see it. When I used to get into, like, dark spots, it was like, this is the worst thing ever. But mm-hmm. I learned that uh, I have the sense of being um, one of the warrior goddesses, that I'm mm-hmm. always picking the pieces, starting all over again, you know, from zero, okay, that's okay. We're gonna go back and start again with full force. I'm, you know, don't give up on yourself. That's very important. That you have to um, not go down and just let go. Like you have to remind yourself of how important you are as well. Even if you're broken, even if you lost everything that you have in in life, it doesn't mean it's over. And you'll always find people who can help you, support you. You know, that's, that's the best thing about it is finding the right people when you are in, in need of them. So my adventurous spirit of like, I'm going to travel the world um, came also from family because we traveled a lot in my dad's business. And, and I tend to like it because I found that, oh, you know, I can learn more things when I go to UK and see how people eat and how they talk Mm -hmm. and dress. And it's interesting. And then I find myself always going to those specific spots that I am so attached to. Like, you know, I want to go visit um, the opera house or the shrine or Mm -hmm. I want to go and uh, check the hippie store in downtown somewhere. (laughs) So I'm always drawn to those little things. And my parents never understood why am I so, like, there, you know, like, what's going on? But then they got used to me that this is me, you know. Mm -hmm. And it took, you know, 
when you grow as a teenager with your challenging uh, hormones and your mind going different places and you don't think whatever anyone's telling you makes sense, you just think you can make your own decision and go for it. <laughs> That's when you learn more, you know, because um, mm-hmm. you are very receptive, you're courageous. You know, when we're teenagers, we, we're fearless. We don't care. <laughs> So we just want to do anything. I'm not saying everyone, but I'm saying that was me when I was a teenager. Oh, I think, and, I, think I think there's a common experience in that. It's part of growing the independence, uh, the independence, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's beautiful. Like, um, and going into the dark, it was um, it was very transformational for me. It made me get in touch more with with my spiritual work and um, going inward, you know, deep into yourself. Because if you don't also face your shadow, you can't be serving other people or helping the community if Mm -hmm. if you're not feeling good about yourself. So, So you have to, you know, take care of yourself you have to love yourself and sometimes you don't have time for it because you know you have to keep running uh doing things um uh, supporting a family so there's a lot of responsibility also as as a female now because uh, you you know that you can do it mm-hmm. you just have to find your way mm-hmm. sometimes it's not that easy <laughs> so <laughs> you mentioned in your bio that you know, part of the challenge or the dark times, as you just spoke of, that you had several, you know, intense experiences of uh, physical healing and trauma mm-hmm. that you yeah. really then embraced a healing path through that particular uh, addressing those experiences. Um, please yeah. share with whatever you're comfortable about, you know, uh, that. So I had a, well, a couple of instances like there where, was more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there has been more than one. And um, I think that's why I am like this today and why I'm here today, because of my experiences. And uh, I don't have any regrets for anything in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I grow more mature and wise because of all the things that had been in the past. And I don't think about the past anymore. I moved on from that. So Mm -hmm. just going back and just thinking, um, one of the things that was um, traumatic, um, there was physical violence in in my last uh, relationship, and that's why I ended it. And um, I never would have imagined that you can be in a relationship with someone for years and, and then something like this crosses your path. Mm-hmm. And it took me three years to get over the the whole sensation of what, first of all, understand what happened, mm-hmm. uh, what are the motives or reasons behind that, and try to find um, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness takes a long time. Mm-hmm. For some mm-hmm. of us, they don't forgive at all, but <laughs> we have to forgive so we can move on because otherwise we're going to stay where we are. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I I learned that I felt I was growing even more with with what I was seeing in front of me. And at that time of my life, also, which was about I would say five six years ago, um, I was doing my yoga instructing program to become an instructor. So I was always doing activities for yoga. And that really raises your vibration, your senses, whether from your body, your soul, your mind, and you're always like practicing and then reading a lot, uh, chanting. You know, there's so many different practices that you can get yourself into. Mm-hmm. And that m- makes your awareness go even higher. So you mm-hmm. become aware of things. And before that incident happened, I saw it in my dream three days before Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it was very intense that I woke up and I went and slept in the next room because I was very scared Mm -hmm. but I wasn't sure what what was that that I saw in my dream Mm -hmm. and those are the things that you know a lot of us don't want to talk about because oh is it real is it not real and sometimes you even doubt yourself you know Mm -hmm. you're like I'm not sure what was this or what's going on, mm-hmm. but I write about things. I I um, document, I think, everything in my life. <laughs> I just enjoy writing as well. So, so yeah, when that happened, um, I felt it was like I was asking for the relationship to end in such a long time, but there was no way for it to end and mm. something happened that was so bad for it to just go away you know like Mm -hmm. determined and i think this is very powerful because it's like a lot of times we call onto things that we don't know just thinking Mm -hmm. about things is actually channeling i'm just thinking about something i'm bringing it to me I'm going to take a break and have some water. Okay. All right. Wonderful. We allow space for the energy to move. Can I um, play you one of my instruments while we're on the phone? Absolutely. Okay. For you and for the audience, whoever is listening today, just just taking a deep breath in through the nose. Just relaxing anything that's on your mind, let it go. And release, taking a breath out through the mouth or through the nose.
Was that very loud? It was audible. It wasn't overly loud, no. Okay, good. <laughs> it kind of went away at the end, but we got it at the first. That was a singing yes. role? Yes. That's one of the crystal, crystal handheld. Yeah. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. What else would you like to talk well, about tonight? <laughs> Yes, I'm just feeling through the flow of the energy, and you, you were, you know, the the freedom, right, of being yeah. in where you are in any given moment, allowing for guidance, messages, energy, sensation, mm-hmm. things to flow through. That really is an embodiment of the freedom that you're talking about in terms of your creativity. And yes. when I looked at your path, well, not, I can't say a path because it didn't have a linear aspect to it, mm-hmm. but you have your your mainstream or traditional things such as interior architecture, graphic design, Sculpture. I mean, like, if it's something with uh, uh, art, I think you are doing it. (laughs) And then on the other side, you have, you know, the yoga and the shamanism and the Reiki and the energy medicine and crystal healing and sound healing. Did you just pick up pieces of this all along your journey, or did you kind of jump into this uh, of your life? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, so um, when I was a kid, my parents found out that I'm into art because I had neighbors coming, visiting, and I'll just be sitting in front of them on the dining table and just catching people And I was very young. So that's what my parents remember from my childhood is I always like to draw people coming in. And then um, when my parents would go out at night to dinner somewhere or a party, I would always change the furniture around and they drove them nuts because they come back home and they're like, why is the living room in the dining room now? I've swapped. Like we are getting confused and there could be sometimes, you know, partying really late at night and I'm like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) not a good choice. And, uh, and then I would be like walking in nature and I always would find something you know, like a scrap, uh, a tree branch. And I remember one time I, I found this really nice tree branch that was, you know, broken because of the wind. And I grabbed it and I went home and my mom's like, no, not again. You're not bringing junk into the house. Like, I don't even know why you do that. And then I will make some piece of art. I used mm-hmm. to always recreate from what I see in, in on my path. And she actually that tree branch, I, I sprayed it. I remember it was like silver or some kind of gold color. And then I found an old vase at my dad's warehouse. And then I put like some kind of lights, you know, like those trees now for Christmas, mm-hmm. the modern mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. And then my mom loved it. And she started showing her friends what I did with the tree. But <laughs> it's, so I had this <laughs> creativity that's always on fire. Like I mm-hmm. need to fix things when things break down. Uh, the VCR, uh, I don't think everybody knows what the VCR is. 
um, <laughs> when it used to break down, my dad would say, go fix it. And I would just open it, you know, bring the screwdriver and screw it and start playing with the wires. And then I put it back. It's still in its runs, but there are always kind of some screws left out. I don't know where to put them back. So it was fun. It was always like this challenging and independency. I was building on my, my own independency at the same time, learning skills. And that's when they were like, you have to go and study design because you are a designer. You know, you, you mm-hmm. like to design things. And, and I did. Like, I would design. And I started also when I was in college um, designing for people, their houses, their shops. I helped my dad with his retail stores when I was a kid. I always loved window, sh- uh, you know, uh, decorating mm-hmm. all the um, window shops. It's, mm-hmm. It was, I think that was what was my starting point also as a kid. So they found this talent and they fueled it with more stuff. You mm-hmm. know, they're like, go to college, study interior design. And I don't know how they were able to afford it because it's, it's a lot of money just doing mm-hmm. all that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but during all this time, I used to also go to yoga classes, and uh, I learned about them from one of my aunts. She used to go, and she used to take me with her. And the women, most of them, they'll come to me, and they're like, why are you here? You're so young. You're not supposed to come when you're so young. I'm like, why does yoga have an age? Like, Mm -hmm. I did not understand, you know. Mm -hmm. I thought you have to be, like, having issues to do yoga like no yeah you you can start when you're really young Mm -hmm. like I teach my kid now and um, but uh, everything in in the fabric of of my life was there and I was drawn more into it and I and I loved being alone because I would hear things that come to me or see things Mm -hmm. and it's like you know when you ask for something you pray you say, I, I I pray that people will be safe or, you know, I pray that this, this, this happened. You set an intention for something. And then when you see it come true, then you believe, then you're a believer. Mm-hmm. Then you know this is not you dreaming. And then when you see other people talk about it and, and express how they feel and what they, and they share with what, with what they do, there's value also in that. Yes, there and as is. long as you're just, you know, doing something good. For me, it's also if somebody needs me, I'm there for them. If they need me to just sit and listen, I'm I'm always good at that. I just sit and listen. I don't have to tell you or reflect on what I think. I just want to help you because I'm just holding space for you to heal it in your bio I mean it's again I, I refer back to it because it's so beautifully written but you talk about that you are an advocate for souls of all color for diverse spiritual beings for single parents families and for women without a voice believing that mm-hmm. everything is alive and connected and that each one of us has the inner power to heal oneself. So you seem to just be very, very, like that's your way of being is to be the listener, the healer, the shaman, the designer, the yogi, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, 
just, yeah, it's it's, it's my service. Stranger. It's my service to the community. Like this is the skill or the gift I have, so I need to share it. You know, we are, as I said, born with skills, and that's like when we say, "Oh, I have a job or my career." It's it's not the same, mm-hmm. but you have to find it. It's your passion. You have to find that passion, and when you find it, that's your service, and that's what makes you feel good because you you feel like the spotlight is on you because you are helping other people. It's not the ego. Do, do you work with people one-on-one in your service modalities on the energy yes, healing side? So yes. what does a, what kind of what does a client look like with you or what kind of services would I receive? What kind of dynamic or relationship uh, do you have for spiritual work? So, so currently what my my focus uh, um, is uh, doing sound healing. I have sound healing sessions um, one-to-one uh, at my studio, and I have um, public places that I host, also sound immersion baths here in Atlanta, in mm-hmm. Georgia in general. Um, my personal... Um, uh, liking is, as I said, the sound as well as uh, yin yoga. I offer yin yoga and yoga nidra. Mm-hmm. I think because of my experience as a yoga teacher, um, you know, at the end, we all find our passion. And I I find myself to be leaning more towards stretching deeper, being calmer, patient, you know, because that's me. I, I can't, um, I have energy and I'm dynamic but I don't like things to move very fast I like things to be in the flow <laughs> so I'm teaching yes. people that as well yes. and, and it's, it's part of a, a journey like we have to slow down a little bit you know to also manifest things we have to watch and, and listen and, and take a break and pause Yes, I, I giggle because that in the flow, that was a spiritual statement for me there and several of my listeners I know as well of relaxing oh, wow. into the flow. So, and I have to say Going that when into I, the groove. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, the moving within your own energetic rhythm rather than responding to the energetic rhythm of the outside world has, mm-hmm. I think, this, that's where the flow happens versus the paddle. <laughs> paddle yeah. I don't you know. Um, your energy, just even when I saw you or when I see you, you do have like a very just calming, watery uh, flow mm-hmm. energy just to experience you as well. And I do look forward to connecting for an actual sound bath instead of crossing. But you... I haven't even gone through all your websites because so for those people who are interested in connecting you for your work in this realm, it's Manal Sidani Life dot life, right? Dot life, yeah. Yes, dot life. And on there, um, you have a blog and a ways to connect with your activities. If I recall right, you yeah. do have a blog on there. Is it- 
it's you can tell you're a designer. I could also say because each of your websites are very nicely done. <laughs> done so. Yeah, I designed. I studied. You know, the funny thing is also during COVID, I'm 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 very also in like I use um, I think because of my uh, sign, I use my intellect of and I keep wanting to study things and know more and learn and learn. And it's been since I was a kid, like, as I told you, I want to fix things. I want to, like, now the best part of my day is when I get a small cabinet that I want to fix. It's like, wow, I'm going to do something, you know. It's exciting for me. So I always work around the house. And it's it's fun. So, <laughs> but um, what, Say, did I you want to say, say it's something? your meditation, I think. That's what I was going to um So you facilitate people in meditation practice as well? Yes, yes. Part of my yoga practice uh, is meditation. Uh, yoga Nidra, if people don't know much about Yoga Nidra, it's, it's, we do a, a small like yoga practice, very uh, sortive, and then I will be just going into a visual meditation where someone would be just laying down listening to my words which mm-hmm. is a visual meditation and uh it's it's like being in a lucid dream but you are awake so mm-hmm. that's kind of what dream yoga you you might be able to call it as well so i do that and this practice helps people who have insomnia and they can't sleep or they have high level of anxiety and stress. So again, it's another modality of just being calm and relaxed. And I found it when I was doing, you know, as a yoga instructor, you have to also take courses to keep your hours and your credit hours. You can't just like finish and that's it. You have to keep studying. So one of the courses I took during COVID was Yoga Nidra with a great instructor. And I fell in love with it because I love writing and I love mm-hmm. using my voice with sound, like some kind of music. And then there's yoga in, in it. So it was perfect, all the things together. And I play around with things because I also do art therapy and I'm a designer. Uh, I used to host groups before COVID at the Metaphysics store in Decatur. It unfortunately closed oh. because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But we used to have art therapy there. It was really fun. We used to do like full moon art therapy or stuff like that. And um, it helps bring the community together. And also just when you are holding the brush, your brain freezes. It's like meditation. You stop thinking about all those 6,000 thoughts in you, you know. Mm -hmm. You just relax. And you're focused on the mechanism of, What's coming next? So you're you're feeding your brain with with less uh, thoughts, and that's very therapeutic. And color, of course, reflects a lot on on your behavior and how you see things around you. So there's so many different modalities I practice, but my passion now is, as I said, towards just anything that can help people de-stress, relax, and and think about themselves because we all forget ourselves. We, and not all of us, most most people just want to keep going and 
running different activities can be like negative on you after a while. You have to take a break. Mm-hmm. You have to find, and I tell my students now in classes, even if it's just five minutes, put a reminder on your phone for five minutes. Just go and stare outside the window mm-hmm. if you can't go and walk. You know, just look outside. And if it's sunny, it's really nice to go outside and take a short walk when the sun is out. It's it's very nourishing for you. You know, the sun makes you smile. It's just the color of joy. So, and little things that you do that really matters. And also your thoughts, what you think about. Because your brain, uh, I found out after all these years, that doesn't really know if you're thinking in the present, the past, or the future. It's whatever mm-hmm. you're telling it. Mm-hmm. So, so when you keep telling it things that are negative, it's just going to thrive on that. So you have to be more positive about what you think. And sometimes we can't help it. You know, we all have things that just attack us from nowhere. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm sitting in my chair. What's going on now? <laughs> yeah. But you have to take it um, with, um, how would I say it? No expectation. Like, you know, a lot of times we put high expectation on things or or we're very low expectation, very pessimistic. But I learned throughout my experience of how to deal with stress is not to expect anything, whether good mm. or bad. Just stay neutral. <laughs> I'm giggling because there used to be that skit back in the... I don't know if it was Saturday Night Live or Mad TV or something, but uh-huh. they had a little skit called Lowered Expectations. Of course, it wasn't <laughs> positive, right? But it was this whole right. little thing. But expectations, like you said, we create a reality so easily and invest in it that managing whether that manifests or not can be a detriment to us depending on our investment and, you know, most of the people seem that I hear all the time, they talk about, you know, the monkey mind or the ruminating. They say, I just can't, I just can't seem to, when I go to sleep and I'm trying to lay down, I just can't stop my brain and I'm not sleeping and I wake up the next day and I'm going over my list and that kind of constant higher brain thought thinking, but not doing anything. It's just thinking about the doing. Yeah. But there are practices that you can do. There's some yoga and breath work practices you can do before you sleep uh, to help release that. And also, um, one other thing that some people might find this is uh, overboard, like talking to yourself is also therapeutic. (laughs) And, you know, when you talk out loud, and I did that when I was a kid, and that's why I told you, like, you know you are different when... People look at you like, what's going, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But when you talk to yourself, it's like you're affirming something to the universe. You're confirming the message. You know, you um, are recognizing that you are living here. And life is just a dream. That's what I think. Life is just a dream. It's how you create that dream. Mm-hmm. So do you want to always be in a nightmare? Or do you want to mm-hmm. be in a comfortable uh, sleep, like, what do you really want? Ask yourself, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. And why do you want that? And that's how you start looking at things. And then 
something that was hard for me to to start doing, but I got calmer when I started doing that, is really taking time to breathe before you say anything, before you react to anything, even if it's like a really somebody screaming at you in front of you. Like mm. just breathe and think because whatever you're going to say next is going to, you know, have the whole impact on the result. So what mm-hmm. is that that you want from it? And don't let things get to you. Um, we we sometimes live and think about little annoying things, like maybe the person in the store just jumped in front of me in the line. Like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> My mm-hmm. kid the other day, she told me, why did you let him go in front of us? I told her, it's okay, he only has one thing. If he had like a whole cart, I would really tell him, no, no, mister, you can't cross and skip the line, you know. Uh, but we have to also be forgiving for certain things. And that's how we become mm-hmm. less stressed. Like, it's okay, you know, some things can be better if we all know how to communicate. And it's all about energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people you you know what to expect from when you're going to go see them because you know their energy. And you'll be like, either happy about it or unhappy before you're going, you know? <laughs> you already know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we already know what we're in for for. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because yes. it's all about the energy. And that's why, like, um, I'm saying it's not everything is great, but just be more acceptance and no assumptions about things. And we mm. all get in moods. We all have a physical body that changes with hormones and age and pain, you know, physical pain. And then that also creates another load on your mind. Like, I'm in pain right now. How can I manage pain? And when I worked with senior people, that was the most difficult thing for me to understand that why can't he move his hand that way or lift his, you know, arm? Like, as a yoga instructor, that's also challenging. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, this has to, the way you're going to say it or the, the 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 sequence has to have a lot of things cut from that. You know, like you were in a movie and you're cutting scenes because it's not going to fit the audience. Mm-hmm. So that's also when you work with seniors, you there's a challenge there. But uh, that for me became also one of the things I learned is how to be more patient and compassionate and... Uh, mindful. Mm. And you work with all ages. I mean, the the things that you're doing and providing is suitable for all ages. Sound? Yeah, um, yeah, I do. Uh, It depends on, like, I'm open to everything. That's why I mentioned I'm open to all different colors in this universe and flavors. mm -hmm. But it's also about the energy. Like, sometimes you meet up with someone and you know, um, you think something's good's going to come out of this meeting. But then the energies, they don't collide. They're not mm-hmm. on the same vibe. So you feel like, okay, um, how do I deal with this? So you have to, like, say sorry, but in a nice way. You know what I mean? Because for mm-hmm. us also as um, energy healers, if your energy is off to begin with, with the person that you want to offer the healing work, mm. it might not really come through. 
Mm-hmm. Because because the vibe is not set on the right note. Yes. So that's the, the challenge for me as a, as a worker, as a healing worker. Yeah, it is because there's that the old model of service to all regardless of self, um, mm. sacrificial, I think, template that learning yeah. to be a healthy healer, you know, a healthy yes. anything, yes. not just a healer. That's, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like I worked with with some people and and one time I was at a place and I really did not enjoy the energy. I was like, no, I'm not coming back here. I had another session booked, but deep down inside, I was not happy about the energy of the people there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to the next session and nobody showed up. So I was really happy that the class was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, it was you so funny. earlier, we create, our, you know, sometimes we, we're right. creating, we don't even know we're calling the situation, circumstances to yeah. resolve a situation yes. for us. That's how you manifest things. You have to ask for what you and listen to your gut. You know, it's very important to listen to what you feel. A lot of times we just ignore it and say, no, it's fine. No, I can do this. But then you're like in a worse spot. So, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. yeah. Many people can relate to staying in a situation that's uncomfortable way longer than was probably healthy. But the time that they yeah. stay, it's growthful. You know, we we learn a lot in those times. Right? I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But also listen to to your heart, you know, like not only your ideas and thoughts, because the, you're the one who's feeding your mind, first of all. You're telling your mind what, what you want. But listen to your heart, because it's, it's important that we have uh, feelings that gives us more intimacy with our relationship as human beings. That is probably the best advice. People don't realize how powerful our heart, the feeling that it emits in the current electricity, the science is all backing that up. But when you Mm -hmm. have that heart for something or you don't have the heart for it, That is a great compass. (laughs) Uh It's a killer. (laughs) Yes. And our hearts have so much capacity to hold things we love, you know, love for people, love for art, love for anything and anyone. There's no over, you're never going to be able to over love (laughs) with the capacity. Exactly. Exactly. And for you, like the, with all the things that you've collected in your journey and your tool belt and in your energy to have the experience of what will be coming as you go into the flow of continuing to open your heart to the world and whatever you're called to do, that has to be kind of like exciting (laughs) to know. It is. It is. Um, But we all have um, challenges on, even on this path, you know, like, um, I think people are scared sometimes to open up. They come, they want to experience, let's say, a, a sound bath. And 
and not all my classes I mention the same thing. Sometimes I forget to tell them that it will bring emotions to the surface a lot mm-hmm. of times. And you mm-hmm. might feel uncomfortable with yourself. Um, you know, depending on the class and how the time goes. So I see people sometimes after the class, they're so like, oh my gosh, no, this is horrible, like a horrible experience. <laughs> and I tell them, uh, I noticed you were like holding your head the whole time. And she was like, yeah, my head hurts. And I told her, did you, what feelings? I didn't want to ask her anything personal. But she had like a lot of emotions come from her childhood that was disturbing her uh, and the sound created that you know because sound is so mm-hmm. powerful it's so profound mm-hmm. it hits on the tissues on your neurosystem everything you know uh, your brain waves get induced so took her somewhere and she wasn't ready for it mm-hmm. so I told her to be gentle with herself and you know just gave her a couple of tips on to ground herself so she's not shaking or not feeling good the rest of the week. But that's the thing, like um, like people who want to go get a yoga class or a sound healing, it's all, they think all the time, it's going to make me feel great and it's all about fun, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it is. <laughs> Sometimes it's not. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. you, even people in a yoga class, they'll be crying. You know, like they feel because mm-hmm. the muscles also have feelings. They condense feelings and, and emotions. And you need to release also those oppressed emotions. So muscles, that's why people exercise, walk, run. Uh, and yoga is part of uh, an exercise. To me, it is. And it's just another ritual that I practice during my day just to stay healthy and fit. You have to run after a seven-year-old kid <laughs> when you are in your late 40s. <laughs> so, yeah, you're like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not sure I can do this. <laughs> well, I'm laughing because uh, my board operator is 50 with an uh, 11-year-old. So <laughs> yeah. there's probably a little bit of acknowledgement there amongst the yes. – Oh my God, it's a different reality. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm blessed that I feel I'm I'm staying young, but sometimes I'm I'm not. (laughs) Like, who am I kidding? (laughs) Yes. Now, um, in your practices, I know you work with your own seven-year-old. Do you work with the younger populations or provide, like, you know, Sound I would love to. Uh, I would love to experience an opportunity. I have not uh, actually. I tried to go through the school that my kid is at right now and offer it to the teachers. I'm waiting for them to get back to me to just for sound. But I know there are a lot of practitioners. Um, I know one specifically in UK. He practices with kids, um, autistic kids, and different. Also, um, you know, uh, physical ailments, I would say, with other Mm -hmm. situations and just the norm, you know, everything um, uh, that is possible. But not everybody's still on that, you know, they don't know much about sound and how it works. The thing that was very thrilling for me and uh, new information that I found recently is they're trying to treat um, the cancer, like, uh, you know, after the chemo, 
sometimes mm-hmm. they do radiology. So now instead of using radiology, they want to introduce sound waves mm-hmm. because they found that it's it's lighter, it's um, also therapeutic and effective. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you really see what the sound as a wave does to your tissues and your body, you'll be amazed. I think people might be a little shocked too because most of us aren't aware of the sounds that we're hearing in radio music and and our environment and how disruptive they are to our vibration, Mm -hmm. can be to our vibration. Yes. You know, so the new awareness that sound can be either be good or bad. It's not just some little thing, you know. No, it, it affects your, your mental health as well, you know. Like if you wake up, somebody's like, uh, I don't know, uh, early in the morning at 5 um, doing the lawn, you'll be like really pissed off, you know. Like, no, don't do that now. <laughs> it's not the right time to wake me up like that. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, sound is very powerful, and uh, you know, the louder things, the more. That's why we we get scared when we hear a siren because it's alerting, alarming. Your body even like reacts to it. You know, you'd mm-hmm. be like, huh? You know, like as if you you're ready to fight or or fight. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So you're like uh, on that sensation so you're you know that means something is not good you're not feeling good but when you Mm. hear uh, a nice musical or a nice song reminding you something from your past or some kind of music that you like to listen to that gives you a good boost during the day um, you feel much better after you hear that song Mm -hmm. you know you know, yeah. the sound bath yeah. is now the popular terminology for these immersive things, but it really is, you know, cleansing, clearing, immersing yeah. like liquid yourself in a sound mm-hmm. experience that is being created by a, a healer such as yourself. It, each one is different. It's not like you're turning a record on and playing something that is static it is a living yeah. experience that is flowing for the people. Exactly. Who and I studied that for about two and a half years to get a diploma in sound therapy. Uh, that was a very interesting journey for me as well. I learned a lot because I had case studies and patients that, like, I had to have six minimum and each had to take five sessions as my case studies. That's for the first level. And then the second level was even more. And mm-hmm. that itself was a journey, was a great journey for me because I was attracted to all this ahead of time and I was buying the tools without knowing. I just go somewhere mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I want to buy this crystal ball because I really am attached to it somehow. I don't know what's attaching me to it. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about is sometimes people feel guilty for being attached to things, but I say these things, if you are attached to them, it means there's a purpose for you. You know, try to find that purpose. Why do you like them? Not just to collect them and put them, you know, make use of something. It could be your your gift or your hobby as well. And just treat yourself. Sometimes it's nice to treat yourself with something nice. Mm -hmm. 
And like you said, you never know where what that little breadcrumb. You know, mm. I've heard people say, "I didn't. I forgot I had this book on. You know, whatever. I forgot I had this old things packed away here." And yeah. then when the right moment comes, do you already have everything yeah. you need? Yes, but also declutter is important. That's one thing I learned. Like I, because I have a lot of things from my instruments and you know there's a special studio there and I travel with them but in general when part of the energy and the feng shui that I practice also as interior design at the same time is uh, your brain needs space so your space also needs space so you have to like have some areas where there's less clutter so when you move around and you feel more, more easy just like you're walking in nature Mm-hmm. That's also important. Mm. I, as I undertake my spring cleaning, I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, but we're we're all human beings. We're attached to things, mm-hmm. you know, and we see things we like. And I was uh, telling someone, I'm just so upset that they have to keep creating. Uh, events uh, when you go out to retail stores just for you to buy whatever is, you know, there's an occasion every month now. Like, why? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. too much. <laughs> acquire, acquire, right? <laughs> do, you have, do you have anything on your, I know you're like in your now, but do you have any kind of modality or learning that you're going, that you have on your horizon that you're excited about as you're considering it? You mean teaching it or, or learning? Learning, like learning, learning, and incorporating something new in your in your own considerable portfolio. Oh my! Um, every time I just say I'm gonna stop. You know, I'm gonna pause, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just get attracted to things, and I go with the flow. Um, like now I'm there's something I'm introducing and I guess I can announce it on the radio because we just confirmed the classes today I'm going to be introducing a new modality mixing fun with uh, again relaxation and it's going to be called Kundalini Belly Dancing oh <laughs> okay my ears are perk. <laughs> Yeah, so it's going to be a class where I'm going to teach uh, kundalini practices, you know, the serpent, uh, the back movement, the spine, um, the shoulders, the hips, you know, all these parts are important. And then belly dancing for especially the feminine divine energy and shaking and just laughing and just listening to to music and learning something different mm-hmm. I, I this energy just came to me it's like an idea that pops in my head i'd be like oh my god i'm gonna do this now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where it comes from <laughs> but then i start doing my own due diligence i start researching because i'm not a professional a belly dancer i come from the middle east i know how to belly dance but I'm not like professional belly dancer. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a, a fun class. Like 
I'm not going to give anyone certifications that they are professional body dancers. <laughs> so it's going to be something for fun. And I'm excited it about series? it. Is it a series of classes in the, in this or just a single session? Uh, it's, I'm going to try to make it a series of four. So okay. there's, you know, a development and stages. Because I met a lady and I was talking to her and she said, oh, I would love that. She started making me listen to the music she likes for belly dancing. It was really cute. And uh, she said, but I don't know if I, like, I just want to know the basics because I already know the first steps. So and I told her, no, we're going to do like four classes where you get um, to dance. As, mm-hmm. You know, and, just where is your, where's your studio at? What part of Atlanta? Uh, my personal studio is in Woodstock. Okay. There's so much matter. There's so much beautiful stuff happening way to the north, to the north of town. But that oh yeah, I just, I moved last year because of school. Uh, I was living um, more towards um, Lawrenceville area. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a Tucker. So that was mm-hmm. closer for me even to other people, and I miss some of my friends and practitioners because we used to go and you know hang out. And it's like I'm going to the other side of the world now if I go there. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly yeah. you're needing it there. So uh, I, I, depending I on when so. you hope so. <laughs> Depending on when you hold a class, I'm going to be following you. And I think I signed up for, well, I know I signed up for one of your group things, but I don't know if I signed up for your mailing list when I did that. But uh, that's it. I'm going to add you to my mailing list. And I'm going to do a special class, excuse me, for for the group that I'm trying to get together, all the goddesses. So, Mm -hmm. um, and just have fun. You know, sometimes... Um, being around people and just talking about your day or um, it's just wonderful you know my mm-hmm. I find it really nice now that my kid comes back from school and she actually asks me mom how was your day and it gives mm-hmm. me this smile you know like she mm-hmm. actually cares to listen to how was my day mm-hmm. so <clears throat> so I think that's connection with people um, creates a bond and it's, it's a nice feeling. Well, I am just even, you know, more convinced than I was before our conversation <laughs> that it was a fortuitous meeting when Don made sure that I ran into you up there. And do, do you have any sound baths coming up in the next few weeks? Um, I have I think one uh, in Roswell, not uh, not in my studio. Um, and what else? Every two weeks, I have I have a sound bath in Roswell, actually. So Are that's you at my the uh, Roswell, or uh, which? Uh... <clears throat> it's called the Open Mind Center. Oh, Open Mind Center. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that every <clears throat> every two weeks. And I hold my own special uh, group sessions here as my at my studio as well. Well, I'm glad I'm going to be on your mailing list. And uh, for, you know, anyone else listening, 
Well, <laughs> let me just repeat your website is M A N A L S O U D A N I dot life. And also, is it dot com? Is the art mm-hmm. or is it is it um so, dot dot com com? My, so there's one only.com and there's one dot art. So the dot art is basically my art, just my uh, graphic, interior design, uh, uh, all kinds of art media, uh, oil, watercolor. And then dot life is all about the spiritual work, um, the modalities that I practice as a sound healer, a yogi, uh, a mindfulness instructor and then the dot com is actually my portfolio for UX design I'm not familiar if people uh, mm-hmm. know what UX design is uh, user experience and there's also uh, a portfolio in that it just shows them um, the case studies that I did and the designs that I created on that website UX is kind of like the ultimate flow manifestation, right? <laughs> if you got a good I started user. building on things, though. When I was uh, back at this uh, boot camp for UX, I told my instructor, how can I make a website that has all the websites? He's like, you cannot do that. <laughs> and I'm like, but why? It's just so so much work for me. And he's like, but... But what do you want to do? I said, I do all these things. This is me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is me. Like, uh, I don't practice uh, being interior architect as much as before uh, because I'm more focused on my spiritual work right now. And I mm-hmm. think it was a phase, you know, when you, when, as I said, you are zero to seven years old, you go through a phase and then to 14, and that's how you grow. So every phase in my life, takes me to a new stage and that's the beauty of it is like okay I did all this I'm happy with it now I can close the chapter and move to the new chapter now mm-hmm. but you don't take that and out then, of you you know it doesn't yeah. leave you like, yeah. I'm sure you look around you and are still rearranging oh, I, still, I still play with things I still play <laughs> I'm still the kid playing around <laughs> Yes. That's a great... it's, it's nice to have toys, you know. I uh, and then being able to f- to find what you like. I really encourage people to to look for the passion and find it and follow it because it's it makes you happy. Well, I this is my passion, and so it has made me very happy that you've taken the time out this evening to talk about your journey and to share, and of course, to just bathe us in your energy, which was super soothing and peaceful and beautiful. So I, I thank you so much, Manal. Thank you. Thank you, Joelle. So I everyone... feel so special that I'm on your show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, it's just community and conversations, and we don't know who we're standing beside at any given moment, and to have an opportunity to learn and hear about a person's journey to me is like an honor to be allowed into your space for that sharing, so 
Um, everyone, if you want to reach out with Manal, please do. We'll make sure that the link is in the show notes uh, everywhere it goes. Pass it on to somebody. And if you're in the Atlanta area, definitely uh, follow along. Maybe we'll see each other at a belly dance or at a yoga <laughs> or sound bath somewhere. Um, I guess next, actually next week, I'm not going to be on the air. I'll be traveling. And the week after that, I have another beautiful uh, in, individual, Leticia, will be on the show with me next um, April 17th or some, somewhere around there. So I appreciate everyone tuning in and sharing these conversations with me. And I will do all that I can to make sure that this is published far and wide and that I know that spirit has a higher direction in knowing that somebody will hear this. And that is my assurance is that there is somebody who needs to hear uh, what you shared. And that is fulfilling my passion for this show. So (laughs) thank you, Manal. Thank you so much. Bless be you all. Thank you. Namaste all. Have a good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.